Hello, hello, hello. So, again, you know, unfortunately, we did one of those things again where uh, we have a life in recording where life attacks and, you know, <laughs> life gets to be too much, work gets too overwhelming, personal stuff just sucks. Yeah, it's just life. Sadly, we don't get paid for this. Sadly, this isn't our job. I wish it was because we record every day, hour on the hour. Um, I do yeah, eight hours a day. It pains us. Pains us probably it pains more than you, whoever's listening, <laughs> that we don't do it. Um, but that is <laughs> that is what it is. We are back. It is Wednesday, October twenty sixth. Our last recording was a couple weeks ago. No Spano today. Um, he's he's got life attacking him with the flu, so we're missing Spano. He'll be back soon, it's, and then the, we'll get back. Would, Just, go ahead. The the one time that Spano should probably be here to to defend his boy because. We're, we're going to have quite the discussion oh, yeah. about a certain quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. And yeah, Stern's got some how, words for him. How I feel about him. So we'll, Stern we'll certainly that. has some words for him. Uh, this, video, this episode is only going to be an audio one just because, again, life has attacked. We will be resuming YouTube again next week. That is a promise. We'll be back next week. You've heard it here. I promise. Uh, and then we'll be back to video. Uh, we'll figure stuff out. But, yeah, I kind of just wanted to get an episode out. And Ringer is just easy. The uploading through just our audio output is easy, but we do want to keep moving forward with video episodes as well. So we will be doing that yes, as well. And you should be thanking us because right now, I mean, Stern, not so much. His hair is just a little crazy, but I do look like a caveman. So you're, you're not missing much. I'm like <laughs> mentally miserable right now. The only <laughs> thing that I feel good about is I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to yeah, talk about football. It's more for our sake than us feeling bad that we're not recording. It's just like, all right, let's uh, let's let's get to it. So enough about us. Let's talk about football. But first, you're right. Let's get let's backtrack to Mr. Jalen Hurts, and we're going to get into that sport because we don't give enough love to baseball, unfortunately. Uh, Jalen Hurts, quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly, Philadelphia Eagles. Who five hundred feet away from? Maybe no, it's probably more five hundred than five hundred, but very close. It's very well. You could crawl. You could probably spit to the link from Citizens Bank Park. That team right across the street, not even the street, right across the parking lot. Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series, so you know Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philly love. Surely Jalen Hurts is all out. For his team, his neighbors, his sport neighbors, the Phillies. Surely he wants them to beat the Astros in the world. The Series, cheaters, right? the posers, the the fake team that needs to rely on trash cans. But Still, Jalen Hurts. I think it was today. Press conference, wearing the hat of the Houston Astros. He's nuts, and dude. A hat said, and a shirt. He one he of my is... friends in a group chat said of all cities to do that in, this is not the one to be yeah. doing that in. No. This Jalen Hurts experiment, it might sound crazy considering they're 6 and 0. Uh we'll get into the huge trade they just made. Teams rolling. Honestly, I don't see what's going to stop them from being top 2, 3 seed in the NFC. They should be the number the 1 seed. Just being insane, but this is the kind of city where this stuff doesn't fly. Not great look. I don't love it. I don't love it. And all, all the, the, the positive things that I've said about Jalen Hurts over over the past year and a half of these podcasts, 
everything I've done supporting him. You know, I really just want to remember that playoff game against the Bucks when he couldn't hit anyone. Let's remember that Jalen Hurts, who didn't know how to throw a football and he had to rely on his legs, and they still got crushed. So, Jalen Hurts, I had all the respect in the world for you, but you supporting a cheating organization is, it's just, you know, what, what else is he cheating with? Who, who knows what else he's doing? I mean, <laughs> I, does he know the defensive plays? Does he know the other playbook? Is that why he's been so yeah, good? I, I think this just opens a can of worms for the real Jalen Hurts that we're, we're finally seeing. This is certainly a tough pill for Stern to swallow. Um, but yeah, Jalen Hurts, tough city to do that in. I'm sure there's reason behind it. I mean, I know, I don't know. I haven't dug deep enough to like be rational. So I'm just going to say he's a madman for doing it in that city. Um, but let's go into the World Series really quick. Uh, we missed, you know, the Mets choking in the wild card round, which is you know, a while ago now. There's one thing that I think we could just unite with is that both the Yankees and the Mets in the playoffs this year said, let's let's forget how offense works. Let's let's Yeah, like even though the strikes. Yankees made it to the ALCS, like as a Yankee <laughs> fan, it was like an old, a very underwhelming series against the Guardians too. Like you fought for your lives for two games and Oh then- yeah. We're we're 0 for three against Houston in ALCSs. Yeah, I it's saw some miserable. tweets. I'm sure it you is, saw them too. It's like it Yankees fans just tweeting like, oh, so this is how Twins fans must feel because it's reaching the point where it's an owner. They own us. The Astros own us. No, I I, I will say I don't even feel bad about saying it. I don't care if I'm a Yankee only gotten fan. further. Like the first time they played was seven games, 2017. Then it was six. And then this year, I mean, seeing them celebrate it at Yankee Stadium, like that's tough. Um, But yeah, like – the Yankees played nine playoff games. They went, they went three and six. So like, you make the ALCS and then don't win a game. It just is, it's just underwhelming. Um, the Mets, like I said, you know, they didn't, they didn't even whelm. They had one pulse, and then I drove seven hours to go to Game Three to see them get one hit. So that was bad. I mean, all like the really good teams aside from the Astros really struggled. And I'm yeah. not going to say this new playoff format needs to go. I think that's just a bunch of excuses. I mean, look at the Astros. Playoff I'm format not- didn't really seem to. Yeah. Mess with them as they are I, currently. I like the playoff format. Playoff. I'm a fan. I honestly think it's it, it gets more teams involved. I really don't have a gripe with it. And I, I said this to, to Isabella's friend, her best friend, Carolina. It really only matters when you get hot. And the Philadelphia Phillies are red hot nuclear. I mean, dude, Bryce Harper. Dude, what he's doing in the playoffs he's, right now is yeah, just. He's that guy again. Like, yeah. In Washington, he was overrated, but ever since he's been on the Phillies, I mean, his Hall of Fame trajectory has skyrocketed. It's it's, and I used to be a Bryce Harper major hater. I mean, he's still a big division rival, but I just like didn't like him at all with the Nationals. He seemed a little arrogant, cocky. I mean, he was very young, uh, but I don't know. Like, I still hate the Phillies. Don't get me wrong, but I don't hate Bryce Harper the way I ever used to. I respect him. I mean, because the hype, the constant comparisons to Trout, the guy's been on the Phillies, and ever since he's really been on the Phillies. The dude has just delivered. So he's been great. I give credit where it's due. And yeah, and it's about when you get hot. Like when the Nationals made their run, no one complained. I mean, the team was like 16, 10 to 16 games under 500 by like June. No one complained. Braves got hot last year. No one complained. The Dodgers choke every year. No one complained about the playoff format when the Dodgers choke. Um, I just think, yeah, it's a matter of when you get hot. And I know you like to troll the Mets as well, but like, 
you know it's true. Like, had the Mets been in the Braves or the Dodgers' shoes, there wouldn't be a single human coming to their defense about the final no. format. It would be a no. clowning. Not a, not a single person would have stood up. Yeah. But, like, it's annoying because now Braves fans and Dodgers fans are just using that as their rallying cry, which is sad. <laughs> like, you just got whooped. Like, you lost in four games to inferior opponents. I get it. Baseball's a day-in and day-out sport. But you have that rest to, you know, set your rotation. Like, your top three are going. The, the Dodgers really don't have an excuse. I mean, where they have the highest payroll in baseball. I could be wrong. Maybe the, the Mets might, the, Yankees, the Dodgers are but one. Dodgers, Dodgers are one right of there. three. I mean, you just signed Freddie Freeman on a team that was already insanely loaded. So yes, yeah. What do they got? Trey Turner, Mookie Betts. Yeah, they're in a loaded team, and insane. all their pitchers are good. Yeah, they they so. they honestly, the Dodgers have no excuse. No, there was no all. excuse. I mean, you can look at the Yankees and say the same thing, but like, come on, Josh Donaldson. Like, I, I don't want to. I, I just the Yankees are just really frustrating, and to just watch what happened. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna take anything away from Judge and the 62 home runs because that's that's history, and I'm I'm happy that happened. But like, you know, I, I'd be a lot happier with World Series. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I hate to to be like that, but it's and I, I know it's tough to be a Yankee fan of. Oh, you know, like, we, we gotta win, we gotta win, but like. You look at it. We haven't been there since '09. Twenty. We're going into the what? 2023 season. Like it's it's been a long time, and it's when we get there, we just fumble and we play bad. We don't play good baseball, so it's it's just frustrating because we're getting there, but we're not actually delivering. We're not finishing, so it's just it's frustrating. And I know yeah. I don't have a, a leg to stand on with complaining, but I'm I'm still going to. You know, it's just it's just a frustrating thing. The Mets best regular season I've ever seen, and they just wilted the way they wilted. So that sucked. I mean, I, it does I, lessen the blow as a Mets fan to see the Braves and Dodgers just wilt completely. I mean, they they all won the same amount of playoff games. They all won one. So it's not like the other top teams like roared ahead. I mean, it sucks as a Mets fan seeing the Phillies in the World Series, twenty nineteen uh, Nationals. 2021 Braves, 2022 Phillies are in it. So like, and they both beat the Astros. So if the Phillies beat the Astros, it'll be an extra cruel slap. Like all these teams are getting the Astros. Who's next? Marlins next year, two years from now. Oh God, I hope not. I so I gotta say because I I don't really love the Phillies either. I I, I just Philadelphia. I'm sorry. I truthfully, it's just something about Philly fans, and it's just hell yeah, they're just insane people. I'll leave it at that. But watching watching that game, watching those games with the Phillies, that was some of the most exciting baseball I've seen. Oh, yeah, they're proud. I mean, Philly fans, as crazy and psychotic as they might be, like just as fans, like they are some of the best. Yeah, it was good baseball providing for forth with the Padres. It was due to opposing fans, no, but in terms of just strictly reacting, celebrating, they are up there. They know how to celebrate. Um. But yeah, let's get to the World Series. So it is Phillies Astros. Um, who do you want to win? I'm all Phillies. obviously Phillies. I want the Astros Phillies. to win. I want the I Phillies know. to sweep. Or or I want the Phillies to just painfully win. I, I don't know how. Whatever's the most painful. So the Astros game. going up 3-0 and then the Phillies winning, basically. Yes. That is how I wanted to say it, but I just I'm too scared for the Astros to be up 3-0. But that's what I want. I want the Astros to completely melt down. And I don't think anything would make me happier than that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, or I'm sorry. on the. I mean, it's obvious why we are the way we are. Like Astros, 
you know, own the Yankees, so you don't want to see them have any more success. And the Phillies are just massive rivals to the Mets, and it would be a third NL East team in the past four years to win a World Series. And I just, I'm, you know, I'm over that. I mean, the National League has won the last four World Series, right? 19, 20, last three. Three. I think the Astros won, right? Astros. Was it the National? Red Sox won Dodgers. in 2018. Red Sox won in 2018. Astros won in 2017. Oh. The Dodgers made three out of four. You know, they lost 17 and 18. They won in 2020. Um, but, you know, you choke in the playoffs every year. That 2021, that 2020 World Series run, it's not going to get as much, uh, you know, love. Honestly, with with the way that the Yankees have been in the playoffs, I would just take one. I don't even care. I, I One would just feel good. I'm not saying let's go off on a dynasty like the, or the late 90s. Just I'll take another one like 2009 and then yeah, go away like for one, another. I would like one as well because you've seen one and I have not. Uh, so I would love one. I would do crazy things for one. Uh, but, yeah, I want the Astros to win. I'm just going to go ahead and say they win in six. The Phillies are an absolute – and an absolute scorcher, but this Astro t- team, I feel like I don't know. Maybe they're, just they're amazing. It. I think they're better than any of these past ones, even the cheating one. I mean, they swept. They owned. They like dominated that series against the Yankees, and Alvarez and Altuve like barely even made an impact, which is Altuve, the terrifying thing. It was Altuve was what one for twenty four. Yeah, Altuve has like one or two hits this postseason. They haven't won a game. So if he just becomes Altuve for, you know, a five, six game stretch, that's extra offense. Yeah. Alvarez did not have a good series against the Yankees. If he's just Alvarez again, I mean, those are two of the best hitters, you know, we've ever seen. And I am i don't care that I'm praising Alvarez that early, but he's that good. So I don't know. I mean, the Phillies have good pitching. Nola, Wheeler, very, very good. Um, Yo, I got to say, I didn't. Maybe I just didn't follow the Phillies that much, or I guess the trade deadline. When did Thor become a Philly? At the trade deadline, the Angels Dude, traded him. I literally was like, when yeah. when I saw him warming up, I was like, it's really great as a Met fan to see Zach Wheeler, Noah Syndergaard pitching well in the playoffs and now being in the World Series. It just is really heartwarming. Last year we got to see Darno in the World Series. It's just, it's just awesome. It's so awesome. You're rooting, you're fan, rooting for the Astros, is that correct? Of or course. You- I mean, the Phillies are just. Massive rivals. I can't support them winning. Uh, so I'm going to take Houston in six. I just think – I mean, I just think they're very loaded this year. Yeah. Phillies yeah. have already obviously beaten two very talented teams, one being the Braves. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go with Houston. That might be my head over talking. But, like, obviously the Phillies are on a heater, but the Astros are also 7-0 and in the playoffs. They've won seven straight playoff games, so – the, it's, not I, like the they're, Astros, it's not like they're not hot either. They are hot too. So give me Houston and six. If the Astros lose, then they only have themselves to be disappointed with and angry at because they're so hot right now. They have no reason to lose. But I'm taking the Phillies in, I want to say seven, but let's go five because fuck wow. the Astros. A Phillies domination. But yeah, there's our baseball talk. Um, when we do record next week, we'll talk about baseball again. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring up the World over. By the time, uh, when is you know what? When is game one? I think it's tomorrow. Let's see, Friday, October twenty eighth. Damn, two more days. It's weird, right? That was a long time between ALCS to the World Series. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this was the latest World Series ever, too, right? We're so. 
it's a late World Series for multiple reasons. We have the wild card round, which obviously was already going to bump it, but then the wild card, not the wild card, the lockout. Yeah, I was going to say the start, start of the season was a little so bit. It's delayed. never going to start this late again, basically in November. Um, Who is Mr. So yeah, November? Was that Jeter or Reggie Jackson? Who- oh, my God. Game one's on Friday. That's what I just said. Oh, yeah, I was zoned out. Uh, Game one, they're having a whole week off. That's crazy. That's what I said, yo. That's a long time. Derek Jeter is Mr. November. So what is that? The first person to hit a home run in the – I think he was literally the first person who hit a home run in November. Um, yeah, that's insane They because they both clinched on Sunday. So, like, that is shocking. And one last thing for Philadelphia. I mean, this is terrifying for me to think about if and when the Mets ever do make a World Series in my lifetime. The cheapest standing room ticket, I think it was in game three, four, or five, whatever it is in Philly, was 1300 bucks. I want to go to a World Series game very badly. And I said, oh, give me standing room. If standing room is 1300 I don't know if I can make it. We'll see where I'm at in life because who knows how long it'll be when until the, the Mets make a World Series. Maybe I'm doing very well. Maybe I no, can if, afford if that. The, if the Mets or Yankees are in a World Series and tickets were 1300 I would do it. I, don't I would know. do it. I'd if it was an elimination game, I would do it. If it was the do or die game, I would do it. No, I wouldn't be able to do the elimination game. I refuse. I would be so miserable and so anxious. And it's, dude, even being at the first game in the ALDS, I was so anxious that it was almost not fun. I mean, the game that I went to wasn't fun at all because they had one hit. I had nothing to cheer for. That's true. Um, Anthony, but yeah, there's our baseball talk. We will resume next week. That is a promise. Um, but yeah, the obvious choices: Stern with the Phillies, myself with the Astros, and yeah, let's dive into football. So this so, is going to be a little bit of a different episode. We're going to still harp on the things that we uh, harp on, but over like our usual overreaction surprises, flops, and ballers. We kind of just forego forgone those this week for the sake of talking about baseball and filling the time up with that, and just you know life getting in the way for the proper preparation. So it wouldn't be fair to you, the listeners, to hear us just stumble through those four spots. So. We're going to avoid that, and I will let you take it away with the injuries, Stern. So I got to say, I th- this week in fan- or with fantasy in general, football in general, with the Vikings on a bye, it was kind of like a nice refresher for me. I'm like, you know, I am obviously paying attention to all my fantasy leagues. I obviously want to win, but it's it's nice to not be glued to a TV. So I'm obviously watching um, uh, Red Zone. And it just felt like something was wrong. Something in the air. I don't know what it was. It's not like it's September where people are are still stiff. I mean, the injuries from this past week were. It was another one of those like, oh, it's that week. It's that week. It felt like the injuries were just not going to end. I don't know what it was. It's just star players. I mean, I have a list of probably what, 10, 15 players right here. And these are. Famous players. These, these aren't like maybe there's one guy on here. I, I just put him on because the injury was so freakish. It wasn't but so horrible. But yeah, you look at all these. These are guys that are drafted top six rounds. All of them. Yes. Yes. So we'll, yeah, we'll start off with one. probably one. the most soul crushing one because of the hype that was around this guy, the the way he started to come off once he got really starting touches and just Breeze Hall, man. Terrible. I feel so bad horrible i mean it was seven weeks i'm sorry this was the offensive rookie of the year like oh yeah i, I would not even in my mind he was gonna keep just yes sliding not, up the scale 
one million percent, he was the guy. He was gonna be the guy. So to see him not be the offensive rookie of the year just because of this injuries, it's it's sad. I I I feel so bad for Jets fans. And you know, it's like okay, you know that's bad. How can it get worse? Well, Elijah Vera Tucker is gonna tear his pack. This is and then- arguably, and now I mean we could get to the trade, but I'm just gonna tease. Yes. James Robinson, very admirable fill-in. But since they do that fill-in, this Elijah Vera Tucker injury now, it, it might honestly be worse than the Brees Hall one. Because Vera Tucker is that good. He he is that good, but Brees Hall, he was every time he touched the ball, yo, he may score. He, like he may do something crazy. So like I will give it to Hall. Like that that injury. I mean, what do you have? A 72 yard rushing touchdown? They'd rather neither of them <laughs> be hurt. Yes. Yes. But those two off the bat just sucks. So, like, Jets fans, like, yo, you guys are having the best year. In- You're looking at an offensive rookie of the year, legitimate car- candidate, and an off and an all-pro on the O-line. Like, these are two very legitimate cases that you could make, and those are cornerstones. Uh, I know people have their thoughts about running backs, but especially, especially Barrett Tucker, like, that's just a brutal, brutal I mean, blow. The Jets are 5-2. and two. And they're the second best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs. I guess the Bills first five and one, the Chiefs five and two, and the Jets five and two. You're just saying standings wise. Standings wise, that's, that's yeah, well, standings wise. That's not be, actually uh, that twelve win prediction is alive and well right now. Yo, I got looking back at our, our record predictions. I don't think good, not bad. Well, just I'm saying last year when you said they would win twelve games. Who the Jets? Yeah. Oh, just oh, a year hey, or too early on your take. Hey, it's okay. Hey, hey. How did I end the season? I thought I ended it with bold predictions saying the Jets could be nuclear. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what I think you did something like that. Um, but yeah, then some. Those are brutal ones. Those are year-ending injuries. Yeah, those are, those are year. Uh, we'll give another Zeke, year. Zeke is like up in the air if you'll even play this week or not. Uh, he's older. It's an MCL sprain. I I don't think it's happening. Yeah. Amon Ra like. I get it, and you know what? It makes sense. They're this is the NFL overdoing the right thing. It's like you give them an inch for something, and they will take it a mile. There never should have even been an instance where we had to get to this with the two injury, but now do the two injury, and this is where it's annoying. Uh, they did obviously the right precautions, getting him the hell out of the game and not letting him play for a few weeks, but now, like, they, like this, there should have already been like a good protocol implemented now we're looking at an over implementation like i think it came out that he doesn't even have a concussion he does not have a concussion he had this he his hands for like a he played 10 snaps and i i and this isn't even like a frustrating thing because fantasy is irrelevant when it comes to people's health but like in terms of just like the player too like this has such a long impact on them, like, because, if you know, this happens over and over. You know, they need to put game film out there. So, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and the Lions, it kills teams. Like, you know, this is arguably their best player on offense. Yeah. And now, you know, and I get it. Let him be out a quarter. Let him be out a bunch of plays. You want, let him properly let him ensure that, you know, he can play. But, like, we're getting to the point where this is one of those – you know, instances where like you're over exerting energy into something because of one freak incident that should have never gotten to it. 
if like the right steps were taken in place to begin with. So this is all just kind of a mess and it'll probably work itself out at some point, but yeah, but, it's just the NFL like doing that thing where it's like, see, see, we do care. We do care, but they don't do it in the right way by like, you know, it's annoying. Uh, DK and Debo, we'll just do them back to back. Those are two big NFC receivers, specifically in the West, uh, especially with the Seahawks rolling like this. They cannot afford this being a long injury. Yeah. And then Debo, I mean, the Niners are just a weird team. So pissed. So um, thank God. I I mean, I still we'll we'll get to my fantasy talk very soon. Yeah, but. We will. Chargers. I mean, <laughs> we just hit the big three in a row. <laughs> Mike yeah, Williams dude. multiple weeks because of course Keenan Allen. I mean, his hamstring I think might have been eaten because this is the longest hamstring injury I think I've ever seen without it being like torn or removed from a body. And then J C Jackson done for the year with an injury. I mean, he hasn't been playing well, but it's just so Chargers that you spend all this money on a guy plays not even half the year and then it's done for the year so those are three big pieces and it's just this is what Spano said a few weeks ago the Chargers just suck and will be cursed forever they'll never be good I mean it's every year with the Chargers and it's not just injuries it is star player injuries whether it's the whole year or it's just weeks at a time and it's just every year with this team I mean Keenan Allen he's had a nice stretch of seasons of being healthy but now it's back like injured Keenan Allen is back Injured Keenan is here, and it's just, you know, I the Chargers did everything right. They they got him an offensive line, Herbert. They got him weapons. Obviously, they already had Keenan Allen. Mike Williams kind of came into it. Eckler's been really good. I mean, go get Cleo Mack, get J.C. Jackson. I mean, they're doing all these things. They're, they're trying to win now with him on his rookie contract, and it's yeah. – I mean, they're 4-3 and three and just underwhelming in, like, every victory. Like, that victory against the Raiders wasn't convincing. Yeah. You choked your game against the Chiefs. Uh, I don't even remember what the, the the win against the Broncos very underwhelming. And I'm trying to think what the other two wins were. I mean, they got the shit kicked out of them by the Jags. Uh, the Seahawks kind of took it to them. I'm trying to think who their other victories were off the top of my head. Not the Raiders. Oh, the Broncos. They won 19 to 16 yeah, they, against they the, the Raiders Broncos. And the Broncos. They didn't impress like in either of those games. Honestly, no, they're miserable. And there's two more wins to be found. I mean. Let me look quick. But it's just the, the the Chargers can't win. Like, you know, it's it's kind of miserable being a Viking fan here and there because, like, just the stupid self-inflicting injury or the self-inflicting just interceptions, fumbles, whatever you want to say. But, dude, the Chargers are just legitimately cursed, man. They they feasibly cannot catch a break. So I, I think that the Chargers easily have it the worst out of any franchise right now. I'm just looking for okay. So they beat the Browns thirty to twenty eight. That was like their offense looking the best it did. But again, that's Jacoby Brissett. Not impressive that it's that close because the defense, the defense is where you had your um, what's that face? Yeah, uh, for some reason Grubhub just charged me thirty six. Oh, I thought you couldn't hear me, and that I was about. To... <laughs> oh, their defense has not been what it lived up. Like you signed Jackson, you get. Khalil Mack, so you think this defense, and you have a you have a healthy Derwin James. You think going into the season, it's going to be sick. I mean, we already know Nick Bo- Joey Bosa's hurt for a while, um, and then their other win. Where's that logo? Oh, against the Texans, and they were rolling for a while, but then they let the Texans back in. So it's just, it hasn't been what you expected. And no. here we go again with the injuries. Uh, I'll save our Justin Herbert debate for another point, but we're getting. To a big old word with him. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like he's just always dealing with something. He's always he's like Keenan Allen. There's and always something wrong David with him. David Joku. I mean, finally becoming relevant. Just not even just in terms of fantasy, but in terms of the Browns. Two to five weeks. Uh, Michael Thomas. We just don't. It just doesn't make sense anymore. And then Daniel Bellinger, which is the most unfortunate injury ever. I mean, I hope like his eye can be kept intact because there were reports that after that injury, like his eye, like might he might have served, suffered like permanent eye damage. Did you see the injury? I have not gotten it. Not it up the it's it. so unfortunate because you could tell the player who who injured him legitimately did not mean to do that. He was doing what he's taught to do, punching the ball out. And literally as he's trying to punch him, his hand kind of breaks free and it kind of goes like this. If we were recording, you'd see. And it goes into his face mask and into his eye at full speed. It is, it's like not horrific to watch because you can't really see it, but it's it's so bad. I, I feel for him, man. That's That's got to be the most, like Teddy Bridgewater when his yeah. knee just completely collapsed. Just for the Giants too, like for an offense where no receivers are stepping up. Like he's becoming like a part of this offense. Like, oh yeah. No, he not, was, he like, was he a great, not a yeah. household name, but this is not a small loss. Like he, it's like a significant loss. Yeah. Like, he was becoming a, like a big role player in this, uh, in this team. Um, but yeah, hope, hope that gets situated because that's scary. Yeah. Um, I hope he keeps his eye, man. That's, that's fucking, that's, oh, oh. So, that was all injuries. That was a solid 12 to yeah, 13 minutes. That was, that's how bad they were. And those were just the notable ones, not yeah, I mean, the countless others. Yeah, just crazy. Uh, to the trades, because we had a bunch. Christian McCaffrey from the clouds to the Niners. It's just one of those classic trades where you just immediately assume, oh, they're going to snap, and then they get the absolute life sucked from them, and the Chiefs just giving them like a reality check saying, nah, no, you're, you're not like that. It's just not like that. Um, um, I think overall it'll be good. But, yeah, they traded a lot for McCaffrey. They certainly traded a lot. I think the Rams kind of just – while they were technically in on him, I think they, uh, they kind of drove the price up. <laughs> they were like the more, you got you to gotta ruin that you guys have – the Rams have no draft capital, so let's, uh, let's do that to yeah. someone else in our division. Yeah, overall, I mean, I think it'll work out. But I think with the fear that some people have is that Kyle Shanahan now first like legit running back. He's like really, really had on a consistent basis, I guess. I mean, maybe Mostert, uh, but it's always been a revolving door. It's like, it's always been a revolving door with the Niners. I mean, Mostert had that one good year. So this is like the most established running back he's had. Yeah. Uh, So it's going to be a fearful point where, you know, you get to this where you overuse him. So we'll see what happens. And it's still seems he's still glass. So like, who knows what's gonna happen? So we'll see. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, that's another team. Like the Niners are, you know, more accomplished than the Chargers, and maybe not as stricken by that injury curse. But the Niners are a team that deals with injuries a lot too. So putting that hex on McCaffrey, who's one of the more injury prone over the past few years, is certainly scary. Um, we alluded to it earlier, James Robinson. I mean, about as good as a replacement as you could probably ask for. Sixth round pick, basically free. 
doesn't probably have the explosion of Brees Hall, but I mean, James Robinson, when he was actually getting the snaps, was playing. Like, he was playing very well. I mean, ETN is just, it's clear that's the direction they want to take. Uh, So it just made sense. I mean, I don't think he had a single touch this past week. No, no, he barely did anything. Of course, and I was going against ETN this week, too. So the, the one week that ETN really pops off. Nice. Yep. And he's someone I like completely avoided because I'm an asshole. Uh, so that'll help the Jets. I mean, that that's why I have the Vera Tucker injury a little higher because you have like a very capable fill-in now for Brees Hall. Um, Vera Tucker, I don't know if you're replacing that all-pro caliber. No. Uh, we'll save the big one for last. Um, Chase Claypool, I mean, just Steelers are probably at a point where they should probably just get picks because this is a roster that isn't like most Steelers rosters where they'll figure it out. They're like a scrappy team, but I know you wouldn't like to go to the Packers. Without TJ Watt, I just feel like they're not. They don't have a pulse. They don't have a pulse, man. Were they starting to return today? I saw, what was it, a a stat that since TJ Watt has been in the league, the Steelers have led the the NFL in sacks. Um, Now they're dead last without TJ Watt. I'm like, that is, that is just shows how game impacting he is just by being on the field it's crazy i mean he literally is the lifeblood of that team uh you wrote it perfectly brandon cooks just you know staple on the trade block i mean someone should just do it like why not i did trade him for brian robinson in one league so i would hate to see him go to a insane offense and he really becomes featured but i do have him in another league so that would be nice to see him get. To, it, it's at a it's at a tough divide where I'm at on Brandon Cooks, but yeah, every year, <laughs> every year, every year he's on the trading block. Um, someone who did he get a contract or is he wanting a contract? He got extended this all season. He did. Okay, so Cream Hunt and the asking price for Cream Hunt is a fourth round pick, and I don't think it's crazy. Yeah, I don't. And- I have Kareem Hunt in one league. I mean, he's basically been not playable lately. I mean, he had that one, what was it? I think it was week one where he went off and I lost because I didn't start him. But, like, it really hasn't been much to show for. And, you know, they missed out on McCaffrey, probably rose the price on him. I'm looking at the Rams as a potential, you know, Cam Akers, where's he going to go? Daryl Henderson, is he really a guy? Put Kareem Hunt in this offense. I just think that helps. Uh, I'm looking at other teams, like – I don't really know who else I would think the of. Bills? Maybe the Bills, but I think they're happy with how Singletary's playing yeah. um, to a point where, you know, and you have Moss and Cook, even though they're not letting him cook at all. Yeah. Uh, if you want to talk about pain real quick, I had – I could have drafted Kenneth Walker. I had the option to take Kenneth Walker, and I traded down for another second-round pick, so I drafted James Cook. I don't even want to know. Like, I actually was lucky enough to get Kenneth Walker in one league on waivers. He was still there. But, yeah, I don't even want to look at where I passed him over and for who. Um, just because a Rashad Penny injury was inevitable. I mean. Yeah, we should have known. That's and why I didn't, I didn't draft Rashad Penny because I knew the yeah. injury was coming. So, I, it's just annoying. It's just annoying. Um, but, yeah, Kareem Hunt, maybe even, like, the Cardinals were another team I thought of. James Conner always hurt. But, like, they're a team I wouldn't want to see him go to as someone who has Kareem Hunt. The Rams are the one that just keep coming up in my head. Uh, AFC teams, maybe the Dolphins, I don't know. Jets off the table now. Colts, Titans, Texans all off the table. 
Do we I dare like say? I, I dare I say a Chiefs were... reunion. Uh, no, Raiders, certainly not. I wouldn't hate it. Maybe the Broncos. Maybe I don't know. I mean, Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray, and Boone. You could probably use Cream Hunt, but if you're the Browns, I would trade him just because you know. Maybe it's time to start restocking picks that you got rid of for a horrible person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do hope. Maybe I'll say I'll save it for the Colts talk, but. Definitely some people on the Colts I wouldn't mind seeing on the block as they try to do some stuff. But we will save yeah, it. We'll get there. We'll talk. Uh, the big one. Oh, yeah. I almost skipped that. Uh, Robert Quinn to the Eagles. Um, this is already a defense in line. That's feasting. I'm very happy that uh, I have the Eagles defense in, I think, two leagues. Um, so, yeah, it's just going to make them a lot better. No, I think they're the number two. They're they're up there for being one of the best defenses. But my Cowboys, man, those best fantasy pick in the in my entire draft, I think, was Daniel Carlson and the Cowboys defense. I don't even feel bad for saying that those two positions are some of my best players, which is yep. fucking disgusting. And it seems like every year like their defense and special teams is solid. Dan Quinn, fantasy. baby. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is the GOAT. Dan Quinn? Dan Quinn. What about Dan Quinn? Defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, Dan Quinn. Oh, you're talking about the Cowboys? I was talking about the Eagles. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Special teams and the Eagles are always pretty relevant, but I I went off on the Cowboys. But no. Oh, yeah, no, I I thought we were still on Quinn. Um, Well, wrong Quinn. But yeah, I mean, this just, it just adds to a ferocious unit. You already got Derek Barnett. You got Jordan Davis, Hargrave. I mean, that secondary is insane. I mean, the NFC East is crazy. It's literally like the NL East. Like, you got teams that just keep winning, but everyone else is winning at such a torrent pace that it's hard. Like, the Eagles, you know, at 6-0 and should be comfortable, but they're only a half a game ahead of the Giants because they're 6-1, and and the Cowboys are 5-2. and two, So, it's, it's crazy. It's neck and neck, and I don't think anyone was predicting the NL, the, this division, to, to be as good as they are. No, no way. No, everyone thought this was going to be another joke again, and it is the best division in football. I don't think there's any way you could really argue that. Um, But yeah, that's the big one dropped today, and I'm sure more trades will come in uh, as the week goes on. It is only Wednesday, like we said at the top of the episode. I don't know when the deadline is. Check. I think it's like next week. Um, But also, Bradley Chubb. Like if they lose to the Broncos, yes. Lose to the Jags, he might be someone on the move, and that's just imagine signing a guy, sending him five years, I think two forty five, and now you're talking about trading premier players. Like this is not at all. You should be the ones buying, not selling. You know why? Five. They got to pay a certain quarterback who is out doing jumping jacks on the the team plane I mean, going to London. You see AJ Brown's reply to it? No. He like just he just like clowned him. I mean. As more, I'm surprised this stuff was. I think it's because of the big deal, of the trade, him wanting out of Seattle, and the contract. Like this stuff is getting more out there. Um, but you know, as more of this stuff about Russell Wilson comes out, he's just corny, doing too much, just overall. And you could see why he might not be the most loved teammate. That thing came out between Sherman and Lynch, where like the only way you could contact him as a teammate is through his manager. Like, what are we doing, dude? 
Yeah, just wake up at 4 a.m. on the team plane. Be like, yo, you want you want to? I'll stretch you while you're you're getting your hammy nice and warmed up. But the the NFL trade deadline is November first. So where so, was it? Tuesday. 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 Yeah. We're almost there. Yeah, we're in. So yeah, I'm I'm sure like barring some team like wins and losses will dictate it on Sunday. I'm sure if a team that's like on the brink of maybe you know possibly competing, they'll probably go out make some moves to get better. Some teams that are, you know, fading and then a loss just kind of confirms the fade. They'll probably send some people out. But, yeah, it'll be crazy. It'll be crazy for sure. Um, now, do you want to do our games of the week really quick or dive into fantasy? Uh, I'll read off the games this week really quick just because it is atrocious. Um, and then you could just rattle off who you're going to think it would be. So week eight is certainly – not one to remember <laughs> for the week for the week at heart Thursday night. You know, maybe at the beginning of the year we would have thought Bucks Ravens would have been good, but I'm not looking forward to this game at all. No, dude, it's miserable. This, I, don't, I don't even want to watch Ravens. Bucks legitimately might be bad. I mean, the Ravens have been on a downward spiral as well. Uh, and and yeah, I'm over here thinking sloppy, ugly Thursday game. That's just what it's going to come down to. And I got to say, this year, this has got to be the worst Thursday night football games in recent memory. These are barn I mean, we got lucky with the Cardinals and the Saints that it turned out to be a shootout. But it's not like it was a good game. Yeah. Talk three on it. It was a good game. All we had was Chiefs charges so far, and that's it. Uh, But, yeah, that's Thursday. (sighs) Broncos, Jags in London. Panthers at Falcons. Dolphins at Lions. Cardinals at Vikings. That could be like a tricky good game. They always seem to have like a good game. Uh, Raiders at Saints. Patriots at Jets. How the roles have reversed. Steelers at Eagles. Battle of Pennsylvania. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven one o'clock games. Four four o'clock games. So the four o'clocks. Tennessee at Houston. Washington at Indianapolis. I will be there. I'll be one of those suckers there. Niners at Rams. That'll probably be, you know, one of those typical games. Giants at Seahawks. Packers at Bills. And then Bengals at Browns. So who would have thought that the one game this week, at this point before the season, there would only be one game with teams over 500, and it's the Seahawks and Giants universally picked to finish last in their divisions, and they're near the top of the NFC. It's insane. And that's who I'm rooting for. That's my game of the week. The Giants. It's my game of the week, too. I have no reason to believe otherwise. I'm going with the chalk here. I have no reason to believe otherwise. Yeah. These are two teams that no one saw coming. So either way, whoever wins, they'll be validated. Like the Seahawks yeah. win. I mean, Jesus Christ, five and three. Who would have seen that coming? Giants I win just, seven and one. Are we serious? I just it's it's I just need the Vikings to be back. The bye week was great, but now I just I need them back so I can be invested in football and just Die hard. It, yeah. The Yankees really kicked me in the nuts. Then Vikings not playing. It's yeah. I mean the Mets and the Colts, the Colts overall has all been a giant kick in the nuts. But those are game of the weeks. Uh, I'll just mirror yours. Um, okay, I'll go first because you had a yeah, bye week. You, you actually played. Let's give me how you're feeling. It's We're time right. to fire Frank Reich. Like, if there was ever a time, it's like yeah. it's time. And I think this move, uh, Sam Ellinger, if you don't already know, 
has officially been. Not only is Matt Ryan hurt. I mean, how ridiculous is it that all these reporters, like you were saying, Matt Ryan was benched and like they just rushed to him being benched and like he's actually hurt. But now whatever. The thing is, it's so confusing because like I don't at first it didn't seem like he was being benched because he was hurt. And then Reich saying, oh, the injury doesn't mean anything like we're going with Ellinger the rest of the season. So it's just a very backwards organization. Like everything they're doing just really honestly doesn't make much sense. Like you look at it from the outside, it's a very confusing organization. And there are people who thought and were fooled, just like all the fans and Matt Ryan himself, that this team was going to be competitive and good. I mean, you don't have an O-line. You have the most expensive O-line in football, but they're all vastly underperforming, and that's just something you honestly can't predict. The guy coaching them is horrible, so you should probably fire him because it's not working at all. Um, no O-line has led to no running game, so Matt Ryan literally has no – and I'm not saying Matt Ryan – I'm not going to defend Matt Ryan to the death because he hasn't played great. I just don't – he has a ton of turnovers. Turnovers at a historic he, rate that you can't in, have. But you can't let the turnovers in this case in. tell the whole story. Um, again, not like he's been good. But he is 37. He's not mobile at all. You need to get that guy and implement him in a program or a system where you have the running game and you have a very good O-line, which is what – Generally, most people, including myself, were fooled into thinking he had. You have Taylor, who was the best running back in football last year, and O-line, who, you know, over the past four years has been very good. Uh, did take a dip in pass blocking last year, but still Wentz didn't take a ton of sacks. And you thought, you know, that's what you needed. The receivers have actually been better and have performed better than I thought. So the receivers haven't been the problem. It's been the O-line and the run game. I mean... I just also think Frank Reich just doesn't know what he's doing. Like, you have Jelani Woods, you have Hines. These guys need to be used. Like, Jelani Woods is six foot seven. There's no excuse why this guy doesn't see the field. Hines needs to see the ball more. You got to design more stuff for him. And I just think you've, we've seen the ceiling of Frank Reich, which is, you know, maybe a playoff appearance with, or a, a ceiling has been a playoff appearance and you might get a win. Uh, and that's really it he continuously is out coached he said it again we were out coached I don't know how many times I've heard him pointing to being out coached and admitting that he literally just stinks at his job over and over and over again um Mike Variable owned Mike Variable has not lost to Frank Reich in Lucas Oil Stadium um except for when Luck was there I don't count anything I don't even count 2018 as stupid as that is I don't count that as a year under Frank Reich like your job started when Andrew Luck wasn't bailing you out so since Luck retired, have not beaten the Titans at home, have now lost five in a row to the Titans where you're direct competition for the AFC South. I think overall under 500 in the South. They're 1-3-1 and one this season there. I mean, sure, he's crafted top 10 offenses last year with Phillip Rivers, made them look semi-respectable with Jacoby Brissett, but like he doesn't know what he's doing. Forced Wentz in there. It didn't work. I think he handpicked. Uh, Matt Ryan, we see where that is. It's time for a change of pace. I don't think the players – I think he's lost the locker room. He's not a very fiery guy that you're going to rally behind. I just think it's time. There's my rant – or not rant, but just my – I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Uh, when someone you know is on the verge of getting axed. But that's it with Frank Reich. And Chris Ballard is no – angel in this i think it's time for the praising of him to stop because he's gotten many things wrong the bottom line is is this team is one of the most disappointing teams in football 
probably been right up there with the Broncos. Uh, and this move with Ellinger is to see, like, if he stinks, there better be a quarterback drafted, and you better draft up. This is the cl- draft class this is too. The year. This is the I year mean, to give up the farm. Avoided doing a quarterback since Luck retired. You hoped Wentz would turn it around and be a young guy to have as a staple. It failed miserably. So this is the year to do it. Um, and if Ellinger, you know, goes off, then all right, now you have a guy. Now you have to trust Ballard again, though, to try to build around him. And I don't know. I think Ballard's just – my patience with him is kind of catching up. I mean, they what I've said over and over now is, like, they lied to Matt Ryan through their teeth the way they've lied to fans about this being, like, a competitive, you know, contending team. Um just not the case. And you look at the roster, there are players on this roster, very good players, but very talented. Um, just the obvious points. Like they knew Anthony Costanzo was going to retire. You had two years to fix that and they haven't, they haven't fixed that. So it's just, you know, things that don't make much sense. Uh, you went with a guy at left tackle and right guard who don't really play there and just kind of said, all right, let's do it. Um, so yeah, we'll just see what the rest of the season is. I am relieved that expectations are kind of stripped. I'm just hoping for, you know, my guys to still do well. I want to see Taylor snap again and I want to just see Pittman and Pierce continue to do their thing. Hopefully like Jelani Woods gets used, but at this point I'm like not rooting for Ellinger to fail. I'm rooting for him to like do well enough to like show something as a potential backup, but like also for the team to lose. So they don't have to trade up too many assets and trade up too high to get a quarterback because this is a year to get a quarterback. And if Ellinger like isn't showing it, there's no excuse for Chris Ballard to finally pull the trigger. I mean, can name right off the top of your head right now, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker. I, I need one of those guys in a Colt uniform next year. Yeah. It? It's, it's just miserable. And honestly, I just, I don't know if I want a touchdown more or just more than 10 standard fancy points from Jonathan Taylor. I mean, him getting 10 carries last week, it just plays into, again, more. And they said there wasn't a pitch count. There was more of a rotation. Like, the, what are we Frank doing? Frank Reich needs to be hung. I am just like, – I am so annoyed. Like, what are we doing? Like, why is Jonathan Taylor getting 10 carries? It doesn't make sense. Johnny Woods can't see the field. And uh, the last thing is, like, I'm going there this weekend. Obviously, the allure isn't there from when I initially bought the tickets. I thought this team would be good. Um, I mean, had they won this past Sunday in Tennessee, they'd be 4-2-1, and three-game winning streak. You know, season trajectory is all different. But now Matt Ryan's benched, hurt, whatever you want to call it. They got swept by the Titans yet again, so it's uphill climb for the division. And it's now, instead of Matt Ryan versus Carson Wentz, it's Sam Ellinger versus Taylor Heineke. I think it'll be a funny game to watch. This honestly might Ew. be one of those. This might It'll be, be that funny. Dolphins, Seahawks, not Dolphins, Seahawks. This might be like that Lions Seahawks game, not scoring wise, but just chaos wise, where it's like, oh, this game just happened to be the best game of the day. So it might just be a fun game to be at, but not as hyped. I mean, I'm still very hyped for Minnesota, but I think it all confirms that that's going to be a Sunday game now. Unfortunately, yeah, we're not getting any any night game unless Sam is is the goat and he turns yep. into Pat Pat Mahomes. Which, dude, he, in the preseason, I know it's the preseason. He went off in the preseason, yes. He went off. I'm still and I know not it's the, the Dolphins' third string quarterback, but who cares? Yeah, I'm still rooting for him, and I want him to succeed because if he succeeds, Jonathan Taylor succeeds, and obviously, I want to see the Colts do well. But I need JT to to be half of JT. If JT could be half of JT, I will be continuing to win fantasy games. But him being a broken version of God can't even think of a horrible running back that comes to name. There's so many, but exactly. He just needs to be better. So for the Vikings, it was not too, too, too much to say just because of the bye week, but 
Patrick Peterson, man, he is having the best year he's had since 2018 and it is 2022. For a long time, he was looking like a shell of himself. So it is nice that he is finally not a shell of himself and he is performing really well. So I am happy with that. He has been our best corner easily. And just the fact that he is old, Patrick Peterson is amazing. Um, we had a, a little bit of controversy because what's a, what's a bye week without a, a Vikings arrest? But the offensive lineman, his, uh, his attorney came out and said that the allegations were false. And that the woman who came out and came with the allegations also said that they were false. So whatever happened this week, um, I hope that things do get resolved. Because if he really did do nothing wrong, then hopefully he's back in the lineup. Especially if she is also saying that nothing happened. So NFL will probably do their own investigation. But still, we, we don't love being in the spotlight for any NFL arrests. Which the Vikings have been leading the NFL since like 2000 in arrests. So we just... Can't get out of that. Next, have you seen these wild, insane rumors about who the Vikings are looking to, to trade for? Uh, no. Okay. I don't even know how to start. Jerry fucking Judy. Oh, really? What? Okay, what do you even give up for Jerry Judy? What do you pay him? Because we have the least amount of cap space. We have $1.2 million in cap space. I don't know who's making these rumors and why Vikings accounts with with these check marks, verified accounts, are saying that this is going to happen. But I just don't understand how it's even feasibly possible. I don't get it. But Yeah, no, that's crazy. I mean, and again, it just just the rumor, the fact that the rumor is out there. Like, how did it go? How did it get to this if you're the Broncos? We're now Bradley Chubb and Jerry Judy, two guys that you are hoping are there for a while. And they're on the block potentially. So that's that's it, man. Kirk, Kirk is a bowler. I love Kirk right now. It's it's everything's good when you're winning. You know what I mean? It's, there's not much to talk about when you're winning. Just keep it up. The injury gods, please keep being good to us. That's it, man. Just please beat the Cardinals. Kyler's gonna be too focused on playing Call of Duty when the game ends. Just fucking beat the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, this is it cannot be understated how massive this week is for the Vikings with the Packers going to Buffalo. You beat the Cardinals. What are they? Six and one then Vikings. They're five and one right now. If you go to six and one, if the Packers do, and this, I get it, you know, hall of fame quarterback going to be a double digit underdog on the road um, against, you know, this juggernaut of a team. It would be so Aaron Rodgers to find a way and win this game. But, I mean, this is not the Packers of the past where they find a way and figure it out. They just are a very flawed team. At this point, seven weeks in, flawed team. So There's a lot wrong with the Packers. Just assuming. I mean, they don't have receivers. Like, they really don't have receivers, and that's going to be a problem. They don't have receivers, and they don't use the running backs, which is a whole other thing. But it's a massive opportunity for the Vikings to win, go 6-1, and you assume it's crazy to assume a Packers loss, but going into that buzzsaw off a of bye, the Bills assume they lose three and five. I don't know who the Bears are playing, but I don't think oh the Bears are playing the Cowboys, so that's not an easy game for the Bears, and you're not worried about the Lions. So say the Bears and Packers lose, we're talking about just, a three game lead for the Vikings. With I just need the Packers to keep losing. Yeah. Any time the Packers lose, who they just lost the uh, the Commanders. Is that what just happened? The Packers. Last three losses are to the Commanders. They lost at the Jets. I mean, they lost at the Jets and lost in London to the Giants. Those two don't look like such bad losses. But the Commanders' loss, 
definitely looked bad. And, I mean, Maley Zappi in relief came in and took him to overtime. So the last four games have been a very underwhelming product. And three and one. the only reason why I needed them to win that game was because I took them in my pickums. So I did need them to win, but still. But Vikings are certainly – they could be looking in a very good spot after this week, especially with a game in hand yeah. over the Packers. So good living for you and Spano. A terrible living for me. Uh, all righty. Two more I don't remember who scored the most in our last one, but the Vikings you, are better. You than take the lead. You you made picks last week in the for the for the team, so you you could go first. Okay, let me go down to my team. Um, I'm just gonna go simple. I'm not gonna overthink anything this week, and I'm just gonna go Justin Jefferson. Uh, he's back all the way, and I think. Safe to say, give me Josh Jacobs. Um, again, I'm just going to keep it simple. I don't love doing this with like the best players because it never works, but it just, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go Cooper cup again. Give me Derek Henry. I wanted Derek Henry, uh, 200 yards his last three games against the Texans. Yeah. Probably should have been an earlier pick for me. Um, okay. Against the lions, one of the worst defenses, uh, I promise that I wasn't looking at yours. It's just kind of an obvious one. I'm going to take Tyreek. And then give me Saquon. Smart. Okay. Running backs for me. Oh, let me take off Derek Henry. I'm going to do it. You know, my vibes hopefully can help. I'll be there in person. I'm going to do Jonathan Taylor and hope for everyone that has him in fantasy. I'm not going against him this week, so I'm just hoping for everyone that's drafted him, they could see truly how my boy is. Give me – no, they're facing the Vikings, so I don't want to do that. Give me uh, give me Josh Allen. Bend over the fucking – Packers, yeah. Packers. Smart. Um, okay. Second running back. Hmm, this one's actually tough. I'm going to go Joe Mixon. I have Kenneth Walker, Andre, and Dalvin Cook in there, but I feel like you the see Browns this defensive line. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Scared the living Damn. Jesus out of me. Jumped up from the floor onto that. I wish we had video for that. Uh, yeah, if we had video, that would have been awesome. Um, but yeah, I had Ramondre, who's been a savior for me. I had Kenneth Walker, who's resurgent, but I don't know, against the Giants, it kind of scares me a little. Joe Mixon against this Browns defensive line that just always seems hurt. I'm going to roll with that. Give me the Cowboys defense. Bastard. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles defense. Give me my GOAT, Daniel Carlson, who's literally my favorite player in fantasy football. Either of us taking a tight end yet? I don't think we have. I I Uh, have not taken a tight end or any wide receiver. Well, you have, you have Diggs. I haven't actually said his name yet. Oh, wait. How many picks do you need to make still? You need to make three? Three. Oh, so do I. Okay, so we're aligned. Tight end. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the one to go with is Goddard. He's literally the only person I had. I'm going to get weird. 
No. <laughs> AJ Brown. Yeah, on there too. Uh, kicker, I'm going to go Tyler Bass. Diggsy, because I love Diggs. Quarterback that I'm thinking of now is tough. Because, again, we do have the obvious choice. But sometimes that Steelers defense decides to have a day for no reason. So I'm going to pivot, and I'm going to go Joey Burrow. And I will take Higby to finish it off. All right. Had Kittle, but I want to root for him when I'm facing him in fantasy. I hate that shit. Yeah, no, definitely don't want to do that. So we'll see how this goes. 200 points has still never been achieved. It's kind of hysterical. But, yeah. Um, last thing we'll do, actually, for that Bucks pan Bucks ravens game, uh, who do you got? You give me the over, and I have to take the Bucks because I still am relying on Brady to just forget about his divorce and play football like he's a man. Um. So I'm taking the Bucks because I have to, and I want a crazy scoring game. Give me 27 to 31. So 31 Bucks, 27 uh, Ravens. Um, I apologize if you hear the the beast. Yeah, I can hear. I don't know if you'll be able to hear on the feedback, but he is screaming. What's I gonna say? So. Again, I think it's going to be ugly. I mean, the Ravens don't play in the fourth quarter. It doesn't seem like the Bucks play any quarters. I mean, it, I would I would be lying if I said it's sad to see how Rodgers and Brady are going out this year, but I think it's hysterical. I absolutely love that Brady came back, had to make everything about himself coming back from retirement, and he looks absolutely abysmal, and the Bucks stink. Um, I mean, back-to-back losses to the Steelers and the Panthers is hysterical, as double-digit favorites, might I add. Uh I think this is going to be an ugly game, ugly, ugly, ugly game. I do think the Bucks. I don't know. I'm just going with the Brady reputation, right the ship. But it's hard to go against the Ravens continuing to play bad. Like, this is such an odd game. But, yeah, I'm going to go Bucks. Uh, very ugly, 19 to, to, to 17, something stupid. That's what it's going to be. It's not going to be high scoring. It's going to be something stupid with only rushing touchdowns, and Tom Brady's going to score eight. I don't want to talk about it. No, the last thing I want to say, my closing thoughts. Adam yep. Schefter just reported Russell Wilson has pronounced himself ready to roll. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. All righty. So thank you for bearing with us. We will be back next week. Yeah, we'll it'll be, be electric next week. Next week. Uh, hopefully dubs for both our teams as always. Good luck to everyone in their fantasies. Uh, and, you know, let's ride. Let's ride. Peace.